I'm so sorry. It's fine to learn. That was me. Um, that, that was a free performance saying that I realize it's been a long time. Listen, I'm quite aware. I'm really aware. It's been a minute since I last gave you an episode. It's actually been 44 years. Well, two years. But it's been some time. And I, I get it. It warrants me being in jail. I should be arrested. But listen, I can't be arrested for nothing I ain't do. Sometimes a girl needs to take care of her mental health, needs to go to school, graduate from grad school, and then get her mess together. And, and she needs to vacuum and Lysol and scrub daddy and sew for wet jet her life. And that's okay. That's okay. Well, if we've not met before, my name is Tega Fafa, and I get to host this podcast called Naked and Unashamed. And welcome to season two, sweetie. Welcome to season two. Um, here, we love to talk about all things real, all things vulnerable. Um, and we'll talk about things through a Christian worldview. Yes. So if you're not a Christian, that's okay. Hey, welcome. You too can be naked and unashamed. But we'll also talk about topics inside of church world, outside of church world, all kinds of things on this podcast. And so I'm glad you're here. Now, to hear more updates about where I've been, what I've been up to, what's to come, go back and listen to the trailer for season two. But as far as today is concerned, this is the first episode of season two, and I'm really, really excited for the topic that we're talking about today. So if you missed all the fireworks, the influx of people in the gym, all that good stuff, in case you, you know, don't have a little calendar, we are now in the year of our Lord and Savior 2023 hallelujah here below and we're all different new year new me at least that's what we used to say in 2012 but we're all different kinds of people when it comes to entering a new year for some of us we fall in the category of assessing the previous year realizing that you probably spent a lot of money in coffee shops eating out buying products you didn't really need and 2023 is the year of maybe you being financially wise for some of you, you're still waiting for the very thing you're praying for and asking God to do years ago. And in 2023, you're just hoping that that the wait ends. For some of you, maybe you lost someone in your life last year, which if you did, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry that you had to experience that. Um, but maybe you lost someone that you thought would be coming into 2023 with you. You're still trying to figure out what it even looks like to heal from losing someone. For some of you, maybe you've seen and realized that you're really good at escaping and running from your own thoughts and emotions. So maybe it's time to finally sit and process all the things in 2023. And for some of you, when it comes to this new year, 2022 was amazing and life changing. And so you're praying that 2023 is the same thing and it keeps that same energy it had before. I don't know how you're walking into this year, but what I do know is that from my own reflection time, I sat and I was thinking of all the goals that I have, all the dreams I have, what I'm excited about and where I desire to be. And, you know, don't get me wrong, where I am, where I currently am right now is amazing. But also I'm learning and I am always realizing that there's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot, a lot of room for growth in that bank account. Let me just say that. But I dreamed of consistency and schedule 
I was dreaming about consistency in my daily disciplines. I was dreaming about getting out of bed at a reasonable time, being in the gym at a reasonable time with reasonable consistency, eating on time and not having an oat milk latte with vanilla as breakfast because I do do that sometimes. Being more active on socials when I want to versus when I feel like I have to. I dreamed about traveling more, saving some more money, which y'all, I, I have to I have to double down on this. Lord, let it be that I get more money because being broke ain't no joke in your 20s, okay? Now, I, I also dreamed about being a better girlfriend, <laughs> being a better friend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I did all this dreaming, all this thinking when it came to starting off 2023. And then I got to the end of 2022 knowing like, yeah, like I did some things worthy of celebration, but some things really dissolved. Like I, I had these dreams at the start of the year. I had these ideas, all these goals, all these things that I wanted to do. And then I hit the end of a year and I realized like, okay, what exactly did I do with all the things I dreamed about? What exactly did I do with all the things I planned of? And so here's my question for you. Have you ever started something and then you didn't finish it? Or you were too afraid to start because you knew it wouldn't be perfect from the jump? Or let's go a different route. Have you ever avoided talking to someone because you weren't sure what the right words to say would be? Have you ever talked yourself out of committing to someone or, or something because somehow, some way you think things would go wrong? For me, as I reflected over last year, over 2022, I realized that there were a lot of things that I started. Like I'm really, really good at starting things. And honey, I started things with a fire under my behind. Like I was ready. I was eager. I was anxious. I was excited. I, I had all this, all this zeal behind things. And then somehow I gave up on myself. Like I quit before I got too far ahead. I did a little bit of self-sabotage, if you will. I told myself that I would commit myself to things or to people when the, the quote-unquote time was right or when I had the energy to do it. But as expected, the time never actually came. But here's the big thing that I noticed. There was a common denominator and common culprit in what kept me from levels of freedom in 2022 from levels of of going higher, going further, going bigger, going somewhere. And the thing about this culprit is that I know that God had given me things on my heart and mind to carry out, to steward, to grow in. And this culprit ended up messing things up for everyone and everything. And the culprit is one that I'm most familiar with, myself, like me, myself and I. And although Beyonce said that's all she got in the end, I realized like I don't want me in the end because one thing I'm going to do is self-corrupt because I can and because somehow, some way I always do. And somehow, some way we always kind of will when we're not aware of it. So perhaps that's where you find yourself today. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. I think better understanding this topic, calling ourselves out and calling ourselves up to better will actually result in 2023 being the very year you hope it'll be. But let's rewind for a little second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What exactly does it mean to be your own worst enemy? Because I think off rip, that can sound really negative and sound like a lot. 
But I want to kind of break it down um, in, a, in a biblical way, but also break it down in a way that I best understand it and how the human mind works. And I think that this will be helpful for both you and I in figuring out how we are each other's uh, worst enemies in some way, shape or form. Now, hear me when I say it. This isn't like a self-demeaning, I think I'm built like a Vienna sausage type statement. Like when I say being your own worst enemy, what I am saying is that as much as the society likes to think that doing whatever we want and whatever we feel is a philosophy to live by, it's actually a dangerous ideology and route to live by. The sentiment of being your own worst enemy is to have the understanding that you ultimately will always yield and naturally move in the direction of what is comfortable, safe, and what requires the least amount of you. And although this is like a safety mechanism that protects us, it also paralyzes us. It allows no room for disciplines, no room for correction, and and most detrimentally, like it allows no room for us to grow. Now, now here's something that like I need you to to kind of sit with. Anything that isn't growing is either dead or it's lifeless. Like half of the plants in my room. Like if it's not growing, it's dead or it's lifeless. There's a a part of you innately that desires to be better, to improve, to grow, to transform and evolve. That that part that's like kind of part of what it means to like live like that's that's part of what it means to live to have life in you living things must grow and change by nature but there's a part of you and and you know that part of you very well because it's it's the part of you that enjoys comfort that doesn't want any movement or variation or change like there's a part of you that that kind of likes comfort kind of likes complacency kind of likes things to stay consistent because it feels good and safe and and right and that's the part that specific part is what I would describe as public enemy number one like that is the part that we want to attack and call out today that part that wants comfort now if you come from a faith background like I do which I'm a Christian yeah I love God I do I do love him I love him my heart yes I do And I welcome anyone and everyone to listen, whether you believe in God or not. But what I'm talking about right here is simply the works of the flesh. The Bible talks about the distinction between the works of the flesh and the works of the spirit. And the spirit, um, no, not the spirit, the the flesh is self-gratifying. The flesh is self-indulging. The flesh wants what it wants when it wants it. But the spirit, on the other hand, the spirit is the part of us that that moves in the opposite direction this is the part of us that that operates um under the direction of the holy spirit and it's disciplined it's long-suffering and it grows through tension rather than through ease being your own worst enemy on the surface doesn't seem like it's actually doing you any harm until it is and it always is whether you recognize it or not you desiring comfort and and wanting to kind of stay um, where it's most easy for you is the reason why like you are your own worst enemy in different areas of your life. Like it's the exact reason why as much as you've talked about wanting to be consistent in the gym and get in shape and, and eat well and do all these things, maybe you're not. 
Like maybe for you specifically, you did about three to four workouts in 2023 already. And then it rained one morning and so you didn't want to get out of bed and, and your body's a bit sore or whatever excuse you can think of. And your body desired comfort and for things to be how they've always been. And so you listen to it. Or maybe it's the exact reason why as much as you've dreamed of starting that business or quitting that job that isn't conducive for you, you haven't. Because starting the business would require you to research and study and invest and ask questions and and staying at the current job pays the bills and makes life easier. See, your body desired comfort there and for things to stay in the comfortable. And so you didn't make the risk. Or maybe it's why you found yourself at that school or in that major. You know you don't desire it. You know it doesn't really desire you because I'm great. It's looking kind of skinny. But the comfort of, of keeping your parents and peers happy kind of keeps you there. It's, it's that comfort thing all over again. It's, it's why you're still in that relationship when you've seen countless red flags and why you find yourself defined like you're defending more characteristics of your partner than praising characteristics of them. It's why you continue to have the same tension with that friend or your partner and you see the same results. It's this idea of staying in comfort. It's it's why you continue to quit all the things you've started. Hello. Those unfinished projects just grow more and more dusty and a real dusty as the time passes. It's why the bank account doesn't have the special capacity to grow. Comfort in spending how you've always spent and keeping up with a lifestyle that is not even keeping up with you is actually hurting you. And finally, it's why the friendships haven't hit a depth past talking about work, what's happening in the world and and the most recent meme. This, this idea of staying in comfort actually kills things and inevitably nothing grows from staying comfortable and nothing grows in, in that space at all. But here's the question that I always ask. Why? Like, like why do we self-sabotage? Why do we put ourselves in the position of doing the very thing that, that in turn doesn't actually help us at all? Well, based on my own speculation and observation, I've gathered that as humans, we live to survive. Like, our minds and our bodies are literally built to protect life, and we have mechanisms in place to keep us alive, safe, breathing, and at equilibrium. So if there's a stimulus that could potentially hurt us, make us sad, make us angry, cause things to shift, result in being uncomfortable, we're averse to it. So, yeah, certain actions may not lead us forward, but it keeps us protected and alive. But in turn, the harmful things that we kind of intentionally or unintentionally do to ourselves actually, you know, yeah, they keep us physically alive, but it doesn't actually give us life. And at least, you know, not life in the manner that Jesus said we could live. Traumatic events and homes of origin can do that to us, though. It allows us to formulate these patterns of living that worked when we were like six or seven and it was acceptable. But as an adult, it simply just looks childish because it literally is. Childish people are in essence people who continue to operate in the coping mechanisms they formed as children. Let me say that one more time. Childish people are in essence people who continue to operate in the coping mechanisms they formed as children. And people who continually self-sabotage, which is all of us in some way, shape, or form, 
are dealing with the battle between the child who had very little power and no tools to influence their world and the adult versions of us who know who now have all the tools and the powers to regulate the world within us. It's now just a matter of using it. Well, thanks for listening to this current episode of Naked and Unashamed. I'm thankful for you, and I pray that this episode blesses you in some way, shape, or form. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a review and subscribe to this podcast channel. And for a little pip-pip to doodly do, follow the podcast Instagram page at NKD and Unashamed. At NKD and Unashamed. All right, enough singing. Let's get back to today's episode. Now, I can think of a lot of situations and circumstances in my life in which I've self-sabotaged and I've kind of found myself in this childish manner. I see it in my own romantic relationship at times where I find myself doing things that I did maybe when I was like, I don't know, in elementary school, um, pitching a fit or being super stubborn or, or not listening or wanting to do things my own way. And I, I, I do these childish things because it's most comforting to me. It, it's it's what I did when I was a kid and it, it got me my own way. It got me to things that I wanted. But now as an adult, doing those same things don't yield the same responses. If anything, it causes more tension in my relationships. It causes more annoyance with people around me. Like it, it causes me to be annoyed at myself because I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I doing the very thing that I know isn't actually going to be helpful? And yet, some part of me enjoys it. Some part of me enjoys being childish. Some part of me enjoys just kind of sitting and ruminating in the things that aren't helpful because it's what I've always done. But... Just because you've always done something or you're used to acting in a certain manner doesn't mean it's wise, righteous, godly, loving. It, it, it doesn't mean anything, really. Like at some point, you have to stop hiding behind your comfort and realize that you can actually keep yourself from experiencing life when you hold comfort closer than you hold your own growth. At some point, you're going to have to switch the language of how you talk to yourself and how you choose to engage with the world. And listen, everything you guys are hearing right now, I've heard it because I sat with God in this place for about a year and a half. Like, let, let's be real. Let's, let's be for real. I'm still sitting in this place now. It, it's kind of why you're getting this podcast when you're getting it. Now, let's, let's be a little frank for a second. Let's be frank. I have quite literally set myself up to be a stage four clown, stage four, y'all. I've had so many dreams for this podcast and where I wanted it to go and what I wanted to do with it and who I wanted to have as a guest, topics I wanted to cover. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. But my own fear kept me from going forward. Even when God promised countless times that he would be with me. I had fear of this podcast and and whether people would even be listening, whether people would even care about what I had to say and fear about the quality of my sound equipment and the quality of the social media page that's attached to this podcast and perfectionism on quality of episodes and laziness to get up and 
get the recording equipment that's literally right in my room y'all like it's not even like I go to a studio I literally literally have the podcast equipment right here and yet I still had some way somehow some excuse not to do anything like even even when I was in school and I had time and I had ideas and I wanted to write I just didn't allow myself to do it I felt extremely stretched and and I just simply excused myself out of doing things. I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with with the growth and the stretching and all the things that would come from sitting with this podcast. I was paralyzed by my own thought patterns and it it kept me from living. Like I I miss doing this. I miss sitting down and and just talking to my mic and talking to whoever would be on the other side of this, maybe experiencing the same things that I'm experiencing. And, and I found some excuse to, to keep me from doing the very thing that I love. And I wonder if you've ever been there too. Maybe you've been bullied by your own mind into paralysis and it's led you into staying in the very place where you desire to move from. I find myself there all too often and I, I don't want this year to be like previous years. Like I've spent a good amount of time talking through being your own worst enemy, but now I kind of want to shift gears. I want to talk through what lies on the other end of being your worst enemy. Like what what happens when you choose to to see that, hey, life is more than my comfort. I want to get out of that. What I found is that although I may be my own worst enemy, God is with absolute certainty my biggest supporter, friend, an encourager. Hear me out if God isn't your thing, by the way, because my prayer is that this translates in a way that you may need it the most. If you look throughout the Bible, you see countless, and I mean countless accounts, y'all, of people who decided to succumb to their own ways of living, and it eventually led to their demise. It started off with Adam and Eve, and then it transpired from there. It's the basis for the argument a lot of non-Christians have when it comes to why they don't even believe in God or even trust the Bible. They see a lot of atrocities such as death and rape and imbalanced power structures, division in families, slavery, etc. And the fall or the abundance of sin is a direct result of man being their own worst enemy. Like, like we in many ways always lead ourselves to our own destruction when we choose to do whatever we want, live however we want, and live by our own rules. But throughout the Bible, God consistently reminds us that he actually wants more for us. In fact, the entirety of the Bible showcases God's pursuit of mankind and saying, hey, I want to be there for you. I want more for you. I want you to adopt my way of living life because in me, like you'll be full, like the thing that you're actually looking for to complete you, the thing that you're actually trying to to spend your time doing, thinking that it's going to fill you and do something for you actually isn't doing it. It's actually leading you to more death because you will eventually and internally and always somehow, some way be your own worst enemy. However, me, I'm here for you and I want to help you. And the goodness of the gospel, the good news of Jesus is that we don't have to live as people who submit to whatever we feel. But we actually can be empowered to know that we can push through tension with God for growth and change and a life that holds beauty when we move. And pushing through these things with God inevitably allows us to grow and be able to make moves and not be paralyzed and where we're stuck. And so how do you do that? Like 
tangibly, this is all good stuff, but tangibly, how do we translate that into how we live our daily lives and how we even operate in 2023? Now, I have a few things that I've learned and am learning along the ways, and I'm not sharing this as someone who's mastered this, but but here are four things that, um, wow, y'all, this is a real moment. I just burped. Excuse me. But <laughs> here's someone, here's some things that as someone who is wrestling with this frequently, I've learned. So one, stop saying no to yourself before anyone else even has the opportunity to say no. Start saying yes to yourself despite fear. Here's what that means. Half of the mental battle is that we actually say yes to things we shouldn't and tell ourselves no to the things that we should say yes to. As a protection mechanism, we actually reject ourselves and deny ourselves opportunities before we even pursue them. This way of of being your own worst enemy shows up by you not applying to the job or internship because they quote unquote will say no anyways, or not even asking that guy or girl out because they quote unquote probably aren't interested or not writing the book or blog posts because, well, no one's going to care anyways. Do you see how this kind of self-talk is actually you rejecting yourself and in turn hurting not only you, but, but the world like In that case, the world is deprived of what it could receive with you birthing and bringing out something amazing. And then you're deprived because you never took risk. So what would it look like for you to say yes to yourself first? And if someone else down the line says no, that's okay. But you're fostering the growth process and you didn't just self-reject as an answer. Like you, you said yes, and that allowed you to make a move rather than staying where you were. Two, this next one, this, this next, the second one, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's, yeah. Stop making everyone else the villain while you're the victim. Start believing the best in people. Listen, part of being your own worst enemy is creating narratives where you're the main character and every other character is envious of you or doesn't care about your well-being or secretly hates you or is plotting against you. And that is such an exhausting way to live your life. I've literally, like I have literally, as in like uh, like a few hours ago, have had moments where I psychoanalyze the actions of someone else and assume that they did it because they're upset with me or they think I'm incompetent or they actually hate me and they are trying to devise this plan to set me up for failure. Like I've created narratives around certain people in my life and decided to distance myself from them because I told myself that they're thinking of me in a negative light when chances are they ain't even thinking about me at all. Like, I'm quite literally so obsessed with myself at times to the point where I think other people are too. And it's led me to staying in the comfort of my false narratives rather than growing through asking questions, having conversations, and biggest of all, believing the best in people. Like, yeah, the world has shown us that people are capable of doing awful things. But when you're living in overflow of peace, overflow of joy, overflow of love overflow of contentment and overflow overflow (laughs) overflow there we go overflow of of security in yourself you'll never need to fill yourself up with lies to feel full 
And one thing about lies, like the devil can only lie. Like the the enemy truly can only lie. And everything that comes from the en- enemy's mouth is a lie. It's not even remotely reality. So who are you going to believe? The chronic liar or the truth? Just a thought. Just a thought. My third one. Where and what you invest in will always, always be revealed. Here's what I mean. We all know, or at least I hope that we all know, that time is the most important currency we have. Time is worth more than any other currency in existence. And how you spend your time will produce either good or bad fruit in your life. If you spend your time constantly looking at what that ex or friend who used to be in your life is doing, ruminating on what they're up to, whether they miss you, etc., you'll find yourself more anxious, wanting to please more, wanting to impress more, sitting and sulking more. And, and if you spend your time constantly scrolling on social media for hours on end, whether it's watching videos or consuming content, you'll find that you've spent your currency so focused on what's happening in the world or the lives of others that you've neglected yourself. And then you're poor, in spirit at least. Personally, I found that my mental health plummets the more I spend my time with people who don't call me to hire but enjoy me staying the same. I'm actually scared of people who think that the current me is the best version of me. But beyond that, I found that Spending all my time on social media, binging TV, too much time in bed, or, or doing things that don't make me a better version of Tega, like, does not help me. For a while, like, I told myself that investing in these things is restful for me, and it's what I like to do, and it's me turning my brain off when I just, you know, chill and, and relax. But in reality, like, I was giving myself a pacifier and running from responsibility to myself and to others. So maybe for you, it's, it's time to start setting limits on what you input to protect your output. Set limits on what you watch, what you listen to, who you entertain, what you allow to take space and have influence on when it comes to your heart and mind. For me, I'm reading more books this year and getting out on more solo dates, taking myself out and sitting with people more and asking more questions. I'm taking less pictures and videos and, and experiencing more. But I'm creating space for my mind and heart to grow more beautiful things rather than harbor things that aren't of God. It's easy to be your own worst enemy in this area, especially because it's so easy to invest in things that actually aren't helpful for you. Sitting with God and asking for wisdom of like, God, what is helpful for me? Like, what should I be investing in? Because ultimately, the things that you invest in will help you figure out, hey, am I being my own worst enemy or am I actually being someone who's making myself better? And here's that fourth one. Finally, discover your default for the sake of your development. I've learned that by default, I am a people-pleasing person who feels like she has to do and be everything and beyond to be loved and desired. By default, I am discontent. By default, I'm insecure. By default, like I'm happy if everybody else is happy. And when there's no tension around me and I'm executing life perfectly, it's great. Now, y'all know and I know that that isn't realistic. And our default is formed by the environment we grew up in. Like where we, we came from, what we're used to, that's what our default is. Your default, though, is a baseline. It's not a standard. And I think of it kind of like a river. See, it's easy to flow with the current of how life has always been. 
Maybe you've always been controlled by your emotions. Maybe you've always gotten your own way. Maybe you've always complained and criticized yourself and others constantly. That's just how things have been. It's just the normal flow of life. But to swim against the current, to swim against what naturally flows, takes a lot more grit, a lot more determination, and a power that exists outside of you to temper you. That's where the work with God comes in. Self-awareness is a superpower here, and walking with the Holy Spirit is pivotal. Ask God for your default to be re- to be revealed to you, and then ask your community to take things a bit a bit forward, a step forward. Really, remember that your default isn't who you are; it's just the manner you operated in when you didn't know better, and now you do. Like I said, like I'm in the middle of all of this. I'm in the middle of all the lessons and. When it comes to this topic, I might release a follow-up episode to this one day, but I'm so passionate about growing in this area, especially because culturally, I see so many people wanting to live a soft life, and I'm sitting here screaming, baby, no, you, you don't want a soft life. You don't want it. You don't. Now, it may seem like the thing that you want, but, but re- in reality of things, like when I hear that people want a soft life, What they're telling me is that they're so traumatized by the growth that they've had to endure that they no longer want to experience tension. Behind the desire for a soft life is someone who didn't have a steady enough foundation when the storms of life came and the storm just about knocked them out. And I get it. I get it. It's painful. It's hard to grow. It is not easy. And I'm not talking about this like it is. But y'all, we have the tools now as adults to be better. We have the tools to be wiser. We have the tools to be more emotionally stable and cognizant. It's in you. And God wants you to to grow in it. He wants to help you in the way that he nurtures you and helps you tame this and helps you grow in the spirit to be wiser, to be better. And 2023 can and will be that year, the moment that you kind of move out of the way of being your very own obstacle. I'm saying that to you and I'm saying that to myself. So let's kick off this year well. Like I know that that this episode, by the time that it's released, it'll be the second to last day of January. I know that we're already a month in, but we don't have to wait till January 1st to do new things and to walk in new thought patterns and walk in new behaviors that are helpful and healthy we can continuously grow in health no matter what the timeline is. And I truly believe to you who's listening to this, whether it's one person or, or 200 people, like I believe that we all have it in us to grow with God in this area. And so let's have a good year, y'all. Let's grow. Let's stop being our own worst enemies. And let's start being that girl and that boy and them people. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Naked and Unashamed. And I'll see you again next Monday with a new episode. Maybe even a guest. We'll see. All right. Talk to you guys. Toodles. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to Naked and Unashamed. Brought to you for free by Anchor. This podcast is by Tega Fafa. And the theme song is by Will Parker. For updates and all things NNU, follow the podcast page at NKD and Unashamed. All right now, so long. Toodaloo. I love you. And God loves you too. Peace.